Hello there, and welcome to today's edition of Verity Vitamins. These are mind renewal, medication, truth tablets, and we are renewing our mind in different areas of, of the Word, with the Word. And uh, I just did a podcast entitled My Witness and My Weakness. And in that uh, podcast, I talked about uh, 2 Corinthians 11 that talks about Paul's thorn in the flesh. And, and I said I was going to get more into that. Um, I, I didn't get too far into that specifically in that podcast. Um, but in today's edition of Verity Vitamins, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Paul's thorn in the flesh. And man, there have been so many messages preached on this, and I've heard so many different things. <laughs> I've heard some really good messages on it, heard some really strange messages on it, and I've heard some other messages that was like, eh, that's not what he said. And so there's too many people that have preached on this, um, what he didn't say rather than what he did say. <laughs> and I don't claim to have all the light on it, but I want to preach on what he actually said, not what I think he may have meant or what he didn't say. Um, I want to preach what he actually said and, and talk about that. And I believe there's an element of light that I've received um, in this that I wanted to share with you today. So uh, 2 Corinthians, it's actually, I said 11, it's actually 12. In verse 7, Paul said, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, this is King James, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, many people have made this out to say that I besought the Lord to make this thing depart from me, and God said no. And that's not what the passage says. The Bible does not say that Jesus said no. That has been added. That has been fabricated. He never said no. <laughs> he said, I besought the Lord for this thing to depart from me. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Jesus just gave him the answer to how to get the thing to depart from him. <laughs> he never said no. He gave him the solution. It may not have been what he was expecting. It often isn't. But Jesus said, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got a solution for you. It's like if I call somebody and I have an issue with my computer and I call the hotline and the guy answers. You know, he's probably an Indian guy and that's totally fine. I'm just, I'm just saying a lot of times it is. And, and he tells me what, I say, hey, this is my problem. What should I do? And he tells me, well, you do this, turn it off, do this, do that. He just gave me the solution. He didn't say, no, you just have to deal with that issue. No, he gave me the solution to the issue. Amen. We'll see an example of this in another scripture. But in the Amplified Bible, it says, to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness of these revelations, there was given me a thorn, a splinter in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to rack and buffet and harass me, to keep me from being excessively exalted. Three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged him that it might depart from, he, from me. But he said to me, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. 
sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and my power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Amen. Glory to God. Now, um, it's one thing for you to preach on something. It's another thing for you to walk it out. It's another thing for you to be tested in that area. This is the first thing I want to say to you. Paul said, I'm getting revelations, but I've been given this opportunity (laughs) to walk it out. You see that? He said, there's a messenger of Satan and he's persecuting me. He's buffeting me. He's irritating me. Because it's one thing for me to be worshiping the Lord, praising God, amen, and feeling the love, feeling the spirit. And then somebody cuts me off in traffic. And I'm like, what the blank? I don't actually say that. I'm just giving you an example. We've all said some things we shouldn't have said one time or the other. But um, it's one thing to say I'm walking in love. It's another thing to actually do it. And you can get a revelation from the Lord, but the revelation is for the test. When you, when you study a textbook, for a test, you're getting information, you're getting revelation for the test. But listen, until you take that test, we really don't know what you've received. <laughs> we don't know what's on the inside of you until it's tested. And you say, well, God and Satan aren't working together. Of course they're not working together, but God will allow you to be tested. And it's not from him. He didn't send it, but he allows you to be tested just like he allowed Jesus to be tempted because he knows what's on the inside of you. And, and you know, um, I believe that Paul's thorn in the flesh is a spirit of harassment. And it says that. It says it was a messenger of Satan sent to harass him. This is a spirit. It's not a sickness. I don't know where anybody has ever gotten that from. It's not a sickness. I think because he said my infirmity. People have thought it's a sickness. But no, it tells you what it is. It's a spirit of harassment. And it's harassing. And Jesus is telling Paul how to respond to this thing, what the answer is to this spirit of harassment. Let me say it to you like this. You can get a revelation on walking in love. It doesn't mean you've been tested in that area yet. And God will allow people in your life who will test your love walk. And in many cases, Satan is pressuring them to persecute you to get you to trip up, just like that fly that's buzzing around my face right now. But God, rather than remove these people, says, no, baby, this is an opportunity for grace to work. The title of today's podcast is My Irritation, God's Opportunity. And why would he allow that to remain in your life? Because he knows that those people, although they're being influenced by that spirit to persecute you, he knows what's on the inside of you, and he knows that they need what's in you. And the thing that the enemy is using to irritate you to test your love walk is an opportunity for you to minister God's love to them. That's why God has not removed them from your life. Not because he's working with Satan. It's because he wants them free from that spirit and that thing that's harassing them. Let me show this to you in Scripture. 
Acts 16, verse 16, says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Now, she is a slave girl. She, this is like a, a, someone who's trafficked. She, she's bringing profit to her masters. She's a slave girl. And she's demon-possessed. This is, this is the equivalent of somebody who's sold into sex slavery or something of that ilk and, and is forced to do things. And so this is somebody who's in a, a, a very horrible position and place that they probably didn't put themselves in, but because of where they were raised and maybe they were sold into this by their parents, that happened a lot back then. They were exposed to evil spiritual influences and they're, they're, they're possessing this girl. Why do I say that? God cares about this girl. And it says, This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now, she is not helping them when she's saying this. She's, this is a spirit of sarcasm. This is a spirit of mockery. Oh, hey, everybody, look. Hey, they're preaching salvation. Come see them. They're the preachers. Oh, they're going to get you saved. Come on. Oh, everybody come to the altar. These are, this is a heckler. And the Bible says that Paul greatly annoyed. <laughs> Paul was greatly annoyed. Did you know that ministers can get annoyed? Did you know that just being a Christian doesn't mean you won't get irritated by things? This is irritating Paul. He is annoyed by this, and you would be too. But it said he turned and said to the Spirit. Notice he didn't say it to the girl, because she wasn't the one doing it. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her, and he came out that very hour. And I want to say this. I believe that this was a manifestation of Paul's thorn. That's what I believe. I believe that this was the spirit that Paul was referring to that was harassing Paul, testing him, testing these revelations that he's gotten, testing his love walk, testing what's on the inside of him. And, and the thing that's cool about this, rather than remove this girl from Paul, the Bible says she continued for three days following them. Which is interesting because Paul said, I besought the Lord three times. I don't know. Maybe he's talking about this. You can't prove it's not true. But rather than remove this girl from Paul, and so he'd be more comfortable, God had Paul use what was on the inside of him to set her free. Do you see this? The way out of this harassment was the grace that was on the inside of him. God didn't say no. He said, this is the answer. There's something on the inside of you. And if you will manifest what's on the inside of you, listen, if there's somebody at work that's harassing you, the answer is the love that's on the inside of you. Because God wants them ministered to. God wants them free, and he hasn't removed them from your life. He knows they're irritating you. He knows they're testing you. But he cares about them. He knows what's on the inside of you, and he wants that to minister to them. Because it's, it's one thing to talk. It's another thing to walk it out. And when you have opportunity to put into practice what you preach, it keeps you humble because <laughs> you find out where you're really at. And it's the humble who get the grace. And yet when you're irritated with a person and you humble yourself, 
that grace will empower you to minister to them. When somebody's irritating you, the more humility you respond with, the more the grace that's on the inside of you can work in the situation. Why? Because my irritation is God's opportunity to show himself strong. You know, we've all had had things like this, whether it's a family member, um, whether it's uh, um, kids, you know, your kids wake you up in the middle of the night and, you know, irritating you. Or whether it's, you know, Branson traffic, you know, we've all had things that irritate us and they test our love walk. And many times Satan is involved in purposely setting things up or influencing things uh, to, to get people to irritate us, to test us, to get us out of love, to get us out of the spirit. And rather than remove that, it's an opportunity because it's easy to talk about, about your love walk. It's easy to, to preach revelations. It's another thing when your waiter's been taking 25 minutes to bring you food. And you could have just been at church preaching about love, but now we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out when somebody talks against you and speaks against you and, and falsely accuses you. We're going to find out. And yes, the enemy's behind it. God's not doing it, but it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for the love of God. It's an opportunity for the greater one that's on the inside of you to come out. It's an opportunity for the grace of God to work in your life. Don't despise the irritation because it's an opportunity for God's strength.